Dang. It's time to change your mindset, time to make some income, ain't no need to second guess, learn about financial wealth, if you ready let's begin, welcome to the podcast, monetize everything, yeah yeah, take it to the next level, now it's time to get it hype, this could change your whole life, time to get your money right, with George Pitts, tune in quick fast, this is the monetize everything podcast, Woo! let's go. What's good, men and women of excellence? Welcome into the Monetize Everything podcast. It's your host, George Pitts. And today, what I'm going to be talking to you about is how to make $100 a day with these five side hustles that I'm going to explain to you guys today and hopefully get you on the right path to start making some money. Now, listen, I'm a true believer that you have way too much access to be broke way too much access. You've got access to information. You've got access to an audience. You've got access to clients. You have got unlimited access to too much wealth, too much money, too much rich, too many riches with the internet and so many other things for you to be sitting around being broke. So today I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you five side hustles that I recommend that you could do to make a hundred dollars a day. Okay, and and with a hundred dollars a day, if you look at it, we know every month in a twelve month period has at least twenty eight days. We know February is the shortest month of the year. We know for a fact it's going to have at least twenty eight days, you know, throughout the year, or through throughout its month. But every month is going to have at least twenty eight days. You're going to have some with thirty, some with thirty one. You got February that's got twenty eight. So we know every month in a twelve month period has at least twenty eight days. So if you take $100 a day and you divide that by 28 days, or excuse me, you multiply that um, times 28 and multiply it times 12, you'll get $33,600. That's a nice chunk of change. If you got an eight to five and you're making just the average of what someone in America makes, which is $60,000 a year, an extra $33,000 a year on top of your salary, if you're just in a one income hole, can push you very close to six figures. That's why when I hear people talk about their goal is to make six figures, I almost cringe sometimes because that goal can literally be met if you just get up off your butt, turn off Netflix, and start going at it on something that you're passionate about or at least that you can get the knowledge on to become passionate about it and in the end, monetize it. So without further ado, let's get started. So the first option that you got is you could go and do some cheap life coaching, okay? And the reason I say cheap is because the hourly rate that you could use that would be kind of, you know, second to none, meaning that it's super cheap. You're not going to see too many people at this rate, but you could charge $25 an hour uh, to teach people on a particular topic, and you can have four sessions a day. Listen, the average person works eight to 10 hours a day, which means that they have an additional 14 hours a day left, minus six to eight hours for sleep. So technically, a person has about eight hours a day left over to be able to make something happen. Even if you just took half of what you had left, left over, which would be four hours, if you were charging $25 an hour, you could easily see four people a day. Uh, you could do some life coaching on budgeting and finances. For some of y'all that have gone through um, you know, some financial hardship, you've been able to get your way out, you've been able to pay your debt off, whether you went through Dave Ramsey's program or you just decide to go through your own, that is something you can teach other people. There's too many broke people in America for you to not be able to 
monetize something that you went through to help them get out of their situation, all right? So you could do budgeting and finance coaching. Uh, you could do some career coaching. This is really good if you're a supervisor, a manager, a recruiter, or even if you work in HR, you're not tapping into your skills. You could literally be teaching people, this is what managers look for, this is what supervisors look for, uh, th this is what a recruiter looks at. This is what you should have on your resume. These are things that people just don't know. You got people out here that's got clean criminal background records. Uh, they might not, they have a high school education. They might not have a degree, but they don't realize that they can do so much better than working at a fast food place. There's places that will pay them 15 to $20 an hour to do something without a degree, but they don't know the first thing to do, how to apply, how to build a resume, what they're looking for. They don't know how to interview. So these are the things that you could be teaching people and showing them how they can level up in their lives. Uh, another thing that you could do is you could do some side hustle coaching. You could teach people, uh, if you drive Lyft, if you drive Uber, you can teach people not only how to get into that, but how to maximize their money, how to be efficient, how to get the you know the best way to get tips, how to keep your car. People look at that kind of stuff. You know, every time I travel and I take a Lyft or an Uber, I'm always constantly, you know, you know, just taken back by people who don't say nothing in the Uber the whole entire time or they're on their phone the entire time, not even speaking. And then when I'm in the car with someone, they're like, hey, would you like a piece of gum? I got some bottled water in the back, so tell me where you're from. And they have these conversations and before I know it, we're at my destination and I don't even want to get out of the car because the conversation is going so good and I literally tip them top dollar because they kept me engaged the whole time so you could give them tips on how they can do that so number one is do some cheap life coaching number two is you could get into affiliate marketing all right affiliate marketing is probably one of my absolute favorite um, streams of income this is a stream of income that could be passive uh, it could be a little bit of active but the thing is is that it can keep you well off in the money realm as long as you've got an audience the way, side, the way that affiliate marketing works is basically you get paid to promote somebody else's product or service. This could be a major company, a major corporation, or it could be individuals who have smaller products and smaller services. Um, it, it could be many different people, but you get paid to promote their products, whether someone buys them or not. Sometimes you'll even get paid for just the lead. Uh, one example that I can give you is that uh, I am affiliate for eSurance. And I have a blog out there. I have many blogs. If you guys have been following me for a while, you know I've got a lot of um, what I like to call uh, virtual real estate. And one of my, uh, one of my blogs, uh, I teach on how to cut costs and save money. And one of the different affiliate programs that I have on that site that I promote is eSurance. And basically, they pay me so much money just for people to get a free quote on auto insurance. They don't have to buy the policy. They don't have to put in any credit card information. They don't have to accept a call from, from this company. They don't have to do anything. They just have to get a quote. And, and, and once they get a quote from eSurance, whether they decide to buy it or not, they pay me so much money just for that quote. Listen, if you could just get 10 people a day to want to get a quote, that's easily $100 a day. Um, just think of how many people are trying to cut costs that follow you on Facebook, that follow you on Instagram, people that you know that's in your family, people that you work with complaining, man, you know, I've, I've got, you know, so many bills and I, I need to cut these costs and I'm so sick of all my money on payday going towards bills. You know, hey man, I, you know, I saved a bunch of money when I switched to this Eastern, when I could send you this link, I was able to get a crazy, a crazy deal. 
yeah, let me try it. You know what I'm saying? And even if it doesn't work out, you're still going to get paid for it. And it doesn't hurt the person that's, 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 you know, going in and actually putting, you know, putting their, their information in for a quote, cause they don't have to pay for it. So affiliate marketing is a great side hustle for you to do that can become passive. If you put it on a website, you can get multiple affiliate, um, you know, programs out there that you could become a part of. I have 15. And uh, it's still one of my uh, one of my most consistent um, top three streams of income of all six of my streams of income that I have. Uh, so number two would be affiliate marketing. Number three, buying and selling on eBay. Now, listen, I could have said buying and selling online or e-commerce, but let me tell you all something. eBay pimping ain't dead. OK, eBay is still out there getting it together. They are still out there getting tons of people buying and selling on their website. They got commercials now. Um, I believe they're, um, they're looking at spinning off from PayPal and making it its own publicly traded company. Uh, eBay is still doing it. They still have a very good size of the e-commerce market, believe it or not. And there's still a lot of people who buy and sell stuff on eBay every minute of every day. There are some people that do not go to Amazon for whatever reason, and they still prefer eBay. So you can still get your money on eBay. Let me tell you guys about a side hustle that I had on eBay a couple years ago that was just phenomenal. So this was when the iPhone 6 was out. The iPhone 4 was about three generations behind because you had the iPhone 4S, you had the iPhone 5, you had the iPhone 5SE, then the 5S, then the 6. So it was technically about four or five generations behind, but it was still selling. So what I used to do was I would go and I would find iPhone 4s that people were selling because they were buying either the 5 or the 6, and they were pretty much giving those 4s away. I would go on Craigslist and I can get an iPhone 4 for between $25 and $40 like clockwork. I would get the, the box. They would still have the box. They'd have the headphones that they wouldn't use, chargers, everything. Uh, another place I used to go on, I used to go on Facebook Marketplace. I could get them on there for $20, $25 a piece. I would go on Let Go and get this. Let me tell you something. This is how cold I was. Get this. I could go on eBay and find those phones for $25 to $35 an hour. And guess what? Once I had them, I would turn around and list them back on eBay with better pictures, better quality, and I would list them for $100 to $120, and I would literally sell them same day, every time, and make between $50 and $60 per phone in profit after all of my expenses to ship and, and eBay fees. And it was, I'm telling y'all, man, it was lovely. And then I got wind that people were buying them on Amazon and Amazon was charging more. So I would literally list them on eBay and Amazon. On Amazon, they were going for 150. On eBay, it was between 100 and 125. And whichever one sold first, that's who got it. And I would remove the listing and just keep going. I was making so much money, it was ridiculous. I sold over 200 iPhones in one year, iPhone 4s. Literally, people were calling me the iPhone king on social media because every time that I had them, I would sell them so quick. My, my DMs used to be crazy. Like, Hey, do you got any iPhone? No, it's already listed. It's already sold. You know, people on eBay, they would message me back. Hey, I bought an iPhone from you a couple months ago for my daughter or for my son or for my nephew or grandson, whatever. And they broke it. Do you have any more available? I would like to purchase one. So sometimes I wouldn't even have to list them 
because I was able to sell them so fast and people would come back because they were messing them up. They were dropping them on the, on, on, on you know, on the ground and, you know, uh, going swimming in them and all that other stuff. And, and, and they would go bad and I would literally have a lot of repeat customers. So, uh, you know, find something that, that, you know, is, is a niche you could get into on there and start selling that stuff. I'll tell you another thing that I used to do. So when I started losing weight, I started taking like my five and six X shirts. Yeah. I used to wear shirts that big and, uh, and I'm, I'm still working. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm still working, but I used to take them to Goodwill. And I remember I was going on eBay and I was looking for like a specific type of shirt or, 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 or a sweater or something. And, um, I was seeing how like the, the these clothes that people were looking for that were, that were bigger men clothes were like selling like hotcakes. So what I did was I, I did my normal search like I do on, on eBay as far as to see what's selling, how long it's taking to sell. And literally shirts were selling like every second on eBay, not every hour, every second. There was like big shirts, big shoes, big, big pants, big dresses, you name it. If it was in a big size, it was selling. So I started going to Goodwill where I had sold, where I gave all this stuff away and I bought some of my old clothes back from them because some of them still had tags on them. And I turned around and put them on eBay. They were selling like crazy. So I started hitting up Goodwill, Salvation Armies, and some of those places, thrift stores, and I would garage sales. And I would look for big women and big men clothes. And I would put it on eBay and I would sell them like crazy. Uh, that was one of the ways that we were able to really pay down uh, some debt that we had several years ago whenever I was really pushing that in. Um, so that is a good side hustle to get into buying and selling on eBay, find something that interests you, that sparks your interest and start getting with it. That's a great way to start making money, right? Number four, this was one of my first side hustles that I ever did before. This was something that is near and dear to my heart because I got my first ever check written to me by doing this one service, and that is web design. Learn how to do, how to build websites. You don't have to do it from scratch. You don't have to do any coding. You got too many platforms out here that makes it easy for you to build websites. You got Wix, that's pretty much all drag and drop, Squarespace, all drag and drop, and WordPress is template-based. You buy a template that's already built, install it, and you basically just click on stuff, Remove that content, put yours in, and you could have a you could have a website up within a couple of hours. Uh, you could literally do one website a week and make enough money for well over a hundred dollars a day. Uh, the first thing that I did um, whenever I started an online uh, an online side hustle that eventually turned into a business, which has really became a much bigger business now for me, um, was web design. And then you know that parlayed into IT consulting and. And, and several things like that. So it turned into a, you know, a technology company, which has really been great for me. And um, it changed everything in my life. But this was the first thing that I got into that I got a paycheck from some that, that I literally got a check written to me to do this service. And literally, guys, I was doing so many websites per month that I had that I couldn't keep up. So what I used to do back then was I would go on Craigslist when Craigslist was still popping and I would click on services. So I would look for all these small businesses that were posting their ads on Craigslist like, hey, I'm an attorney. I can help you if you got a DUI. Uh, I can help you if you're going through divorce. I can help you if you're trying to do bankruptcy. 
and like 80% of them didn't have a website. So I would always respond very passively. Hey, how you doing? I was, you know, looking to find out more about your services. I noticed you didn't have a website. Uh, is there a link you can provide me where I can find more information about your services? I'm a web designer, so I really like to look at that kind of stuff. Um, and they would always respond, well, no, we don't have, a, you know, a, we don't have a, a website, but, uh, you know, I would, you could definitely give me a call and um, I could tell you more about my services and, and how I can help you and different things like that. And uh, every time I would call, they would always ask me, so tell me about your web design services. You build websites? And I'm like, well, as a matter of fact, I do. And the conversation would start and we would set up a meeting. I would drive to their office. And uh, the first person that I, I, that I went to um, was, was this lady uh, who did a lot of uh, will work, like, like living trust and wills and a lot of probate stuff. Um, very, very successful. And went to her, explained what my services were and how I could help. Uh, hadn't done a website for anybody except for myself. And uh, she wrote me a check, Johnny on the spot. And uh, I ended up uh, getting her uh, as a contract to do her IT services and many other things. And, uh, you know, she was a longtime client of mine until, uh, until she retired. But uh, that was a great business to get into. It's something that is still heavily needed probably even more now with so many people building brands on different uh, social media platforms and them understanding that they need to have another element out there for people to be able to go and, you know, connect with them just in case something happens to them on social media, they can still have a connection with their audience. So number four is web design. All right. And number five, a little y'all going to turn your, your noses up at me. Y'all are going to kind of like, I'm stopping this right now, but hear me out on this. Do not stop this podcast until you hear what I'm about to say. You need to start a house and carpet cleaning business, right? Whether you're doing residential or commercial, you need to start a business. Now, before you hit the stop button, because I know some of y'all that are, you know, sitting up there like, I ain't cleaning nothing. You know, here, you know, here they go again with these cleaning businesses. Hear me out on this. What you need to do is you need to go get a website. Okay, this is something that I did several years ago. Go and get, you know, get you a website, get you a cleaning theme, go and get an LLC, and then you need to call at least three to five cleaning services and carpet cleaning services in your area and get pricing on what they would charge to clean a 1,500 square foot home, a thousand square, you know, a 2,000 square foot home, uh, a, you know, a small, a small office with three offices and a break room and a, front area, just give them multiple scenarios, record those prices, add like a hundred to $200 to that amount. And then you need to start promoting your service to these companies. And then in exchange, you can reach back out to the companies that you called and work on setting up a deal where you subcontract out those, those, those uh, services to that company. They're getting their price that they want. So they don't care anyway. And you are going to get pretty much just $100 to $200 extra or however much you decide to charge over that amount to be able to just facilitate that whole process. If you look at it, a lot of cleaning companies and carpet cleaning companies, they don't do a lot of marketing. Uh, the guy that it came out, um, you know, whenever we built, built our home a few years ago, there was a guy that came out that was coming in to steam clean the stairs and some of the other stuff, uh, you know, right before we were closing on the house to, to move in after they finished building it. And I remember I was talking to him, we were doing our walkthrough and 
um, he was like, yeah, will you, will you take about 20 of my cards? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. But nobody really takes cards anymore. He's like, yeah, I, I just don't know about this whole marketing thing and putting stuff out there. I just don't know a lot about it. I went to a conference and many people in the conference, we all complained about the same thing. Um, Cause we're all carpet cleaners and we all do, you know, commercial cleaning and things like that. All of us complained about, we just don't know how to compete in the market and connect with people because you know, it's just not something that we know. So the thing is, is that with you being someone that could potentially know how to do that, you could get these customers that they're missing out on, get yourself out there. You don't even have to move. But the thing about it, the reason that you might say, well, I could do this for any type of service. Well, hold, pump your brakes before you do that. Because the reason that I specifically recommended house and carpet cleaning is because if things go south to where they can't make it, they double book or somebody calls in at their business and they're not able to do it. This is a service that you can actually go out and do yourself. You know how to clean a house. You know how to clean a bill. You know how to vacuum. You know how to wipe stuff down, take out trash. You could do that if you need to do it. And it's not going to hurt your business versus if you go out and you try to do some type of a mobile mechanic or, you know, uh, some, some, you know, it computer repair or something like that. And you don't know how to do that. And something happens where, the person or the company that you're subcontracting it out through can't make it, you're not going to be able to perform that service if you don't know how to fix a car. You ain't going to be able to perform that service if you don't know how to fix a computer. So the reason that I recommend this one is because it's something that you could realistically do and keep things going without it hurting you. And your motivation is, well, instead of only getting one to $200 for doing this, I'm going to get the whole five, six, seven, $800. Believe it or not, they pay that much money uh, to do it myself. And it might take me four or five hours to knock this out. But guess what? I'm going to have almost a grand in my pocket to where I can start, you know, investing, I can save it up, I can pay off some debt, uh, or, you know, get ready to start a real business and get with George Pitts. So he can teach me how to level up and really get into this thing moving so I can start making, you know, six figure incomes online multiple times throughout the year uh, and level up shameless plug. So listen, y'all, that's my time. I hope that these five side hustles helped you repeat this, replay this. Uh, if you feel that they're good and you feel that this is something that many people that you know could benefit from, share this podcast out to the people on social media. This is available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other platforms where podcasts are listened to. Y'all have a great day. And remember, if you're committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you. Until next time, make sure you go out and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.